0: The Pinball Network is online launching just another pinball podcast. Hello, this is Joel Engelberth with Just Another Pinball Podcast, episode 32. 32. I know it's been quite, quite, quite a while since I've recorded an episode. Um, and yeah, some we well, here. Well, I have a guest. I have a guest. It's a it's a voice that hopefully you're very familiar with. My good friend Travis, Travis Murray. Thank you for being on tonight's show.
1: Thank you so much, Joel, for having <laughs> me on. I yeah. greatly do appreciate it. This is a tremendous surprise, a tremendous honor. Yeah. And yeah, all those words. I appreciate it. Oh, you it. are
0: so welcome. Um, hopefully, people listening to this have heard Travis and I banter. We actually do a podcast together. It's the Triple Drain podcast and with Tom Graff. And we were supposed to record that tonight. Something came up with Tom. So last-minute cancellation. But Tom gave us our bless- his blessing and said, hey, go ahead and record stuff. I know there was a bunch that came out. You know, throw something out there. Um, so we just didn't feel right putting that out as triple drain because, you know, it's like a three-legged stool. and We just lost Tom, the biggest leg, clearly. And so we can't do triple drain. Uh, so we arm wrestled. It was between a pinball podcast or just another pinball podcast. I won and that's why it's released on, <laughs> on my, Here yeah. we are. Yeah. Here we are, just the two of us. Um
1: Well, who was the last guest you had on?
0: So on this is episode 32. The guest before this was good old Greg Bone, and we went through his entire collection, which was a ton of fun. And then the guest before that was the interview where I did George Gomez and Tanya Kleiss. So
1: Oh, which gosh. feels
0: like forever ago. Yeah, um, yeah.
1: No wonder. I mean, obviously, you've been sitting there and thinking, "How can I top George Gomez?" Yeah, and you said Greg Bone. Greg Bone, and then you were like, "How do I top that?" And yeah. then you, 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 had you had came to, to, I to had me to because, settle. yeah, obviously, like thirty people turned it down before
0: Clear. I said yeah. yes. That's <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. Even my wife, I asked her to get back on, and she said no. No,
1: and I, that's what she said.
0: I was wow. <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> you set it up. I know. I know. <laughs> I was. I was pretty religious. Like every two weeks, boom, podcast. But um, to be a hundred percent honest, the triple drain podcast. It's on TPN as well. Um, I'm just having a ton of fun with that. So, um, trying to trying to you know stay making some sort of content every two weeks. But um, but yeah, we we've got a lot to talk about. I, I think we should still have a good time um, going through that. And um, yeah, feel free we to email. That- the triple drain, triple drain at gmail.com because Tom reads all of them and just say, Tom, I miss you. And Travis and Joel are nothing without you. Feel feel yes. free to say that because this is us hobbling along.
1: <laughs> Dude, I get that all the time. <laughs> yeah. Like when I was at Cleepen <laughs> the other day, I just got questions where's Tom at? I'm where's like, Tom? Oh my God. Yeah.
0: That's why I just don't He's, play in tournaments, because I know everybody would be disappointed seeing me and not Tom. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. That's, <laughs> that's how it goes. That's how it goes. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so I guess apparently, at least in the past couple of weeks, there's some pinball news, right? That doesn't you know, involve any scandals.
0: Nothing. No, no, no
1: companies like closing down. No, right? we'll ignore
0: all that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what I think is crazy. So yeah, two episodes ago, George and Tanya dropped on my podcast that something was coming out in September and here we are in September. <laughs> so we know was, what that yeah, something just is. Just around yes. the corner. And we'll get into that. But I wanna it's gonna be pretty stern heavy tonight. Um what I wanna what I wanna dive into first what is pricing. Stern pricing. And and the reason I want to bring this up is is even the discussion amongst you, me, and Tom, like this pricing is this is big. This is a big change. So yeah, just to go over it, um, a, a St- I, I understand that, that Stern every it seems like every other game they like sneak in a little another hundred dollars. like they increase the game just a little bit like boom, just a little bit. Um, but this was big. This was a big increase and uh, there were there were talk of it of it coming. but um, the difference between so the last stern game that came out was Mando. So the difference between a mando pro and now a Godzilla pro, is seven hundred dollars. That's a seven hundred dollar increase. And then the difference between a Mando Premium and a Godzilla Premium is twelve hundred dollars. Twelve hundred dollars. That's, that's a that's a lot small. of dollar.
1: Yeah, that's a lot of dollar games to be played, Joel. Yes.
0: <laughs> yes. So I don't. I don't know. I mean, let's just focus on that. Let's just focus on that. There are. I feel like. I mean, pinball is growing. And there are people wanting to get into this hobby. And with COVID, you know, the price of used games has only gone up. So this this idea of finding a project, and that's how I got in that hobby, was finding projects, fixing them, and like flipping those and slowly building up my pinball, you know, money. Your
1: collection. <laughs> my your collection, cole- yes. Yeah, your collection. You're building up your... Your yeah.
0: portfolio.
1: There, of we, go. Portfolio, yeah, there yeah. we go.
0: But it's that's, and I've always recommended that. I'm pretty sure episode one of Just Another Pinball podcast was like recommending doing that. And now it's just like, how do you do? Like, I don't even know if you can do that um, because some of these games that used to be two, maybe $3,000 are now four, close to five. And at that point, it's like, well, crap, you, you might just shoot for something new or newer. Um, I, and so if you're a new person in this hobby, how do you jump in at, if, if, a if, if Godzilla pro is listed at $6,800 market price is probably like 60 or $6,800 market price is probably like 66, but like it was hard for my first real pinball game I bought, I bought for $3,000 and that was hard for me to do.
1: And what game was that?
0: It was a stern avatar,
1: <laughs> stern, avatar. stern avatar, man. Yeah. And then you, you sold it already.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah. No, it. Yeah, Gosh, that's, that's not shit, a keeper, That's, it or that's not. probably that's worth like a,
1: sixteen grand now in twenty twenty one money. <laughs>
0: but it's but that I don't know, like sixty six hundred dollars. I feel yeah. for people that are like I'm. I want in on this, and then they well, look at and the the entry level game.
1: Yeah, sixty six, $6 hundred dollars. See, that's the big part right there. It's the fact that it is the entry level game. That it is the pro model. You know, and I've thought about this a little bit since. The prices, we all knew that the prices were going up. It was like one of the worst kept secrets in pinball. And once it's here, it instantly becomes real. And when I see this, it's, it's interesting to me because when I see the pricing of the Pro model, it makes me wonder a couple of things. Some quiet parts that aren't necessarily being said out loud. And it makes me wonder if the Pro model is going to be gradually phased out because this is such a big price increase. And even with Godzilla, I I don't think anybody can look at this pen and think that the pro model is anywhere near on the same level as the premium slash LE version of it. Yeah. Which is both. I I mean, I think that's a good thing. I'm not going to say it's a good or a bad thing because everybody wants their game jam packed. It just makes me wonder where does this leave the pro model at? And not only that, here's something else that I don't think many people have been talking about that, I'm kind of worried about, or at least paying attention to how will this affect the the businesses out there, the arcades, the, the operators out there, how will this affect their bottom line in terms of where they're going to put their coin drop prices at? Like I can tell you right now in Oklahoma, rapidly things are going from 75 cents to a dollar. And it doesn't sound like a big jump, but mentally it's a pretty big jump to add in another quarter. And on top of that, I don't see how operators can spend over $6,500 for a pro and not charge a dollar coin drop. Because once you look at the income to expense ratio now, that sucker has gone completely out of whack compared to getting a pro for $5,500 or maybe even $5,300 if you're lucky. But all of a sudden, it's going to be $6,500, $6,700. I mean... And that's the other thing, too, is how many of these companies really need to go under MSRP, too, because it's so hard to find these now. The demand is so high and the supply is not being met. There's really zero incentive for a lot of these companies, these distributors or dealers to even go under MSRP because mm-hmm. they can't they can't keep things in stock. And people True. are still waiting for months at a time to even get their products. So I I I'm really paying attention to how this is going to affect things moving forward in the future.
0: A hundred percent. And, um, I don't, I, it's just odd. Like it's just a weird thing seeing that because I mean, $6,600 is not small. And, it, and if an operator is going to pay that chunk of change for a pro, cause the pros are supposed to be for operators, right? If that's, that's a, like a thousand more plays that you need to, to even pay it all. Like, I, I don't know. I don't know how you um how you make money, <laughs> like I said, operator buying pros. And what's crazy is I the pro, the Stern Pro has always been looked at as this is the affordable new in box pinball machine, period. Well, guess what? Now the cheapest new in box pinball machine is a Hot Wheels. Like American yep. pinball, it's what, like sixty-three something?
1: Yeah, because yeah, I think they just went up recently. I, even, I don't know if yeah. They, yeah, I don't know if they went up from sixty two nine. Two sixty three nine nine, I but think, still, recently. It's yeah, less it's still than the Godzilla. Cheapest. But yeah. that's...
0: Okay, so technically as of today, right, the cheapest game... So Godzilla went up, but there's other price things that happened. Every other Stern game that's being manufactured between today and the end of the year went up $300. And they said the cost was cost of materials, but that's because they also are putting the Insider Connect Connected kit in the game. So $300. So... I don't know like if you wanted to order a turtles today. I don't know what that price was. I will tell you I ordered turtles the day it came out. And the day it came out, it was it was listed at like I don't know, 50 58, 59, but I think I paid like 56. So now I don't know if that was listed at maybe it's probably 58 59 It's probably listed somewhere around there, but what that means is, if three weeks ago you called up a distributor and said, "I'll take a Turtles," and I don't—I'm making this up—but let's say they're a manufacturing one in December, they're like, "Great, you'll get." They're being manufactured in December. That means the distributor is going to call you up and say, "Hey, guess what? That game that I told you is fifty-nine hundred dollars. It's actually going to be three hundred dollars more. So now that's sixty-two hundred dollars." So it's pretty safe to say that any Stern Pro that's made between now and the end of the year is going to be over six grand. But what's even yeah. crazier is if it that's if it gets manufactured before December thirty first. If yeah. it gets as of January first, <laughs> though, every pro is going up to Godzilla prices.
1: Yeah, which is the MSRP of sixty-eight ninety-nine. That's yeah. six thousand so, eight hundred and ninety-nine George Washington's so a lot that, of money. Yeah.
0: So like my turtle, so that's the question. If next year, I have a Turtles and a Deadpool. If next year they're still making Turtles and Dead, they're definitely going to still making Turtles next year. But Deadpool, I don't know. I don't know when they're going to be done with that. But now all of a sudden, let's say they somebody wants to buy a Turtles February of next year, a pro is sixty six, sixty eight hundred dollars. Like, did my entire collection just go up in value by I don't know, at least like six, seven hundred dollars? I don't know. I, th-
1: I think it did personally. I mean, I, I have a Mando Pro at home and I've been going back and forth over when to sell it. Because I am going to sell it because I yeah. want to get a Godzilla eventually. But I'm also well aware of what the first party market or, wh- or what the primary market value is now of things. And now I'm thinking to myself, well, if I'm going to sell this Mandalorian, even without the Stern Connected on it, I think it at least went up $200, $300, bare minimum. I mean, because yeah. if, if I put it up today... For five thousand, it might sit for a week or so. But I think if I put it up for five thousand come Christmas time, I, it's probably gone within the day. Yeah, but I think once we get around that time, if anybody out there is listening and they're you know you got Stern Pros, just keep this in mind. I honestly do believe once these prices start raising up and you get closer to that, you know that ceiling price of sixty eight ninety nine. It's going to be hard because if you have a used machine and you're pricing at 5,000, that's instantly $1,900 below MSRP. And so even without the Stern Connected on it, that's still a great sum of money. I still think a used pro is probably going to come in somewhere around 5,500 now, even without the Stern Connected on it.
0: I think you're right. And I think I know in my head I was always thinking, all right, if you um, – because like I had a Guardians. I remember at, at a time I ended up getting a Guardians from a guy. It was used. It was only a few months old. This was when Guardians came out. So I think I could have bought a brand new one for like $5,300. But I remember talking the guy into – I think I got it for like 49 because it was one of those, hey – for a few hundred dollars more, I can just get one brand new, no plays, warranty, all that stuff. And he was okay with that. It, that made sense. So in my mind, I've always thought pros, maybe premiums or LEs are different, but I'm a pro guy. But pros are always like a used pro as long as it's not routed. I don't know, three $400 off what a new one would be is my thought. So does that still make sense next year? Does uh, does all of a sudden my used turtles, if a new turtles is sixty six hundred dollars, three or four hundred dollars off of that means my turtles just became a sixty two hundred dollar pin.
1: Yeah, like yeah. That's, I, I I honestly I think that's where it's going to be at. I have a Stranger Things and a Guardians, and I can tell you straight up, I would not sell those now for less than six grand.
0: Well, I Stranger just, Things is. I get those because those are those are not really being... like have they? I don't know if they've officially said they're done making Stranger Things um, or Guardians. I don't, I don't think they've announced last runs of either.
1: Yeah, I you know what? I don't think they're going to have last runs of anything for a while. I think they're going to put the Stern Connected thing on. I think they're going to ride this for a little while and then they're going to reevaluate after the first couple of quarters next year yeah. to see where the cells are at. I mean, I can guarantee you at least Elwin pens, they're going to keep all those in production. I mean, there's no reason not to have those. So that yeah. gives us at least four right there. I think Deadpool that will probably stay in production for a while. That's a highly popular pin. I think stranger things have made an excellent comeback. So I think that that'll be going. It's just the only game I could see that probably is about done with its run might be a Munsters because they just now recently had th- those were on the line. I think just about a month ago or so. They did a batch. So
0: I totally forgot about monsters. Yeah, yeah.
1: So yeah. it's, yeah, it's just it's one of those things that when you when you put the stern connect it with it, I think it changes it up a little bit because I'm curious to see if that'll be a selling point for people. Now I still believe that it's not going to be a selling point for new players. I think that's going to be a selling point for existing players. Now the problem becomes well, the price point is the price point something. can stomach. And I will, I will say this up front. And this is probably the first time I said this publicly, at least in a few months, the first time I think I said this publicly, I I'm to the point right now, Godzilla is, is it for me? Like after that, I told my wife, as soon as I saw it come out and I knew what the prices were, I was just like, okay, this is the pen I'm going to get. And I'm happy riding off into the sunset until there's just a major theme that comes out. And even then The only theme out there that would even catch my eye is matrix and it, and it has to be made by Elwin. Uh, If, if matrix is made by somebody else, I, I don't think I would worry about buying it just because I, I just feel like I'm priced out because at this point a premium is $9,000. Well, I just bought an iron maiden limited edition for like $8,600 just a couple of years ago. Yeah. You know, and that's a fantastic game. And now all of a sudden I'm looking at 9,000, Before even, you know, counting for taxes or shipping or anything like that. So, you know, I don't know. I I think, Joel, I'm getting to where I would just much rather just play a couple of games, go on location, play what I can, maybe collect some older games because I got some EMs and some solid states, maybe find some old valleys or something like that. And then mostly just focus on traveling and going out to these tournaments or going out to these events and just seeing friends and enjoying pinball that way because these prices, I mean, it's I, I wish it's I crazy. had yeah yeah I wish I had the money to drop on every single pin but even like we were talking about before the the connected thing was what would entice me to get like me personally because I'm an existing pinball player. That would entice me to take a look at a pin and possibly bring it in. If I know I could get the achievements and do all that. But of course, for reasons that we talked about in triple drain, the way that the achievement system is now, that's not even really, really even enticing for me now. And now seeing the 6899 front and center, I'm just kind of like, I don't like, I can't look at Godzilla pro and tell myself, yes, I want to spend 6,900 on that. When I see what the premium looks like, but yeah. then spending nine grand on it, it's still tough. It is incredibly tough. And obviously this is a very much first world problem that we're all having. Everybody that's listening to this podcast. Yeah. yeah we, I mean, it's, let's just face facts. That's the way it is. But yeah, I think there's just a lot of us right now that are going to have to make some tough decisions that we're going to have to decide. Okay. What games are we going to keep? What games are we, are we going to move on from? we're going to be very more conscious about what type of games we buy. Like I know me as a pinball buyer, I'm not going to take flyers on games as often anymore. Mm -hmm. Like I took, I took a flyer on Led Zeppelin ended up enjoying the game for what it is. You know, I wasn't overly impressed when I first saw it, you know, the same with stranger things. I wasn't really impressed when I first played it. And then everybody kept telling me, Hey, you need to check it out again. You need to check it out again. I ended up doing it and I thoroughly enjoyed it. And now I'm happy I did, but at the prices where things are going to now I don't think I'll be able to do that anymore.
0: Yeah, I totally I totally get it and I I know I mean I know my view the the roller coaster that I've gone on in the last few months is I have fallen head over heels in love with Deadpool. <laughs> I mm-hmm. freaking love my Deadpool Pro. But I knew in my mind I was like they're only going to make them so long. The one I have is routed and I've played a premium and I really liked it. And so I'm a pro buyer. I've never been able to justify paying extra for the premium, but I've been going through this emotional roller coaster of like, I think Deadpool's a keeper. Like, I think I, I really love this game. So I told myself I'm going to upgrade. And what I meant by that is I'm either going to get a better pro, one that wasn't routed, potentially new, or I'm going to go to a premium. And when you start pricing that out, it was like it's it what i've realized now is getting a new pro or getting a used premium are way closer in price than they've ever been before and i was luckily i was i let Zach know it flipping out. I was like, Hey, if you ever get a used premium, let me know. And, uh, he, he clued me in and I think we're good to go. I think that's going to happen. Nice. But it's one of those things where I was really close to getting my name on a distributor list. Like Zach's list was full. So I was looking at other distributors, but this is what's absurd is the Deadpool premiums are supposed to be made in December. So if I would have been on a list, I would have been called by that distributor as soon as the insider connected came out. And he would have said, Hey, I need $300 more. So now all that math in my head of new versus used just got even less, you know, cause it's yep. now $300 more than getting a used one. What's absurd though, is if that's delayed at all, that $300 more just became like $1,200 more. <laughs> if he would, <laughs> if he yep. called me up and he's like, Hey, they're behind. This isn't actually going to be made till January. That Deadpool premium, you want $1,200 more like, and yep. it's I like, that's, there are people. Zach said it on the Pinball Show. There are people that ordered a Mando Premium day one, day one. Yep, <laughs> and they still haven't gotten it.
1: I'm going to guess they're probably from Australia. But I've, even even yeah. America,
0: like even yep. I think in America, it's just there, oh, were, yeah. so yep. Deadpool, there yep. were so many Deadpool. There order, were so many Deadpool or orders that day one people still haven't gotten them, and Zach is going to have to call people who ordered yep. it day one.
1: Now you're meaning Mandalorian
0: mandalorian
1: okay yeah i was about to say if it's deadpool we have issues oh, here that's yeah, cool. yeah, okay, yeah. Yeah.
0: that was a long that was two three years ago but whatever, no you're but.
1: exactly right because i've heard from people from australia and canada they yes. are really worried about this price increase because i i think i mean i don't really know the exchange rates too well but the way that they're talking about it's a lot of money on their end Yeah, apparently i mean even people from the uk heard it from them i mean it's just yeah I'm curious to see how in the next half half year to a full year, how this plays out because at least with Stern raising the prices, I'm really curious to see how it affects everybody else because this is something that we like we've talked about earlier this year before even the price points were talked about mm-hmm. raising up that I've always wondered based off where Jersey Jack was with their pricing, how this would affect everything else. And you know, people often thought, well, you know, it's a shot at Stern if a Jersey Jack CE sells out, yada, yada, yada. But I'm just like, no, 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 no. You know, Stern, they're in their own league. They're competing with themselves. Everybody else is trying to catch up. And when they see that somebody else can sell out of a product for, what was it, $12,500 or some, yeah. somewhere around there? Yeah. yeah. That's an indicator right there of where the ceiling is and where it isn't. And I feel like it's going to keep getting tested. And now we're here. This is the test, but you know what? There's a thousand Godzilla LES, and you'd be hard pressed to find one at this point at MSRP.
0: What's MSRP for that an LE? I
1: think it's ten five, isn't it? Or ten four nine nine? Well over
0: ten thousand dollars. I know for sure. But that's something. I mean, yeah, it's yeah, right, like that. They're essentially sold out day one. A thousand, a thousand games, and I think Stern's Stern publicly publicly announced months ago that they were what, like three thousand games behind. And you know that's or whatever yeah. it was. So, it was so
1: we were thousands
0: st- of games behind.
1: Yeah. To give you a number, because I, I was talking to a distributor that will go unnamed. It's not Zach for anybody thinking. It's not Zach. So we were talking back and forth about orders that they've put in that they haven't got that they're still waiting on. And we were theorizing okay, how much is Stern actually behind? Like, what is the actual number? And the number that was thrown around by them, and I've heard this from two or three others as well, is anywhere between six to ten thousand. Wow! Now I don't know if that's true. I have no idea. I'm just saying secondhand. That's the number that's being thrown around, and we're talking about that's fifty plus million dollars worth of pinball machines oh. right there. <laughs> yeah. that, so yeah. it it really makes me wonder. And I just I just don't know. I know their line is basically at full capacity of with what they can do at this point. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Jersey Jack is struggling with it because they're way behind on GNR. American Pinball, I don't know, you know, where their line's at. Spooky, their line is moving right along. They're putting out games. Deep root, we don't even need to talk about their line. Yeah, so, yeah. but but you know what I mean? So yeah. I'm just I'm curious to see how that goes, how that affects other companies, how that affects pricing overall, because I would I think everybody is looking at this, and so it makes me wonder. Like American Pinball, they need to come out with a machine pretty soon. Where are they going to price their pin at? Are they going to raise it up to match a Stern Pro now? Are they going to stay lower and say, "Hey, we're the budget option, but we give you the most bang for your buck"? Like, yeah. what's going to happen with everything?
0: I mean, I'll tell you right now, I have a currently Zach Nicole mini at flipping out, or let me borrow a Hot Wheels to stream. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I'm having a lot of fun with it, but what I will tell you is there, I mean, this game is built like a tank, the bells and whistles, the, the, the stuff that's in this game that's standard is way more than a pro. Yep. And so now the fact that this is going to be cheaper than a pro, I mean, I don't know. I'm not a marketer. I'm not, I don't know. I'm not the bean counter. I don't know that. But if, if American pinball stayed below a stern pro and if they can stay on top of orders, that's pretty attractive. Um, yeah.
1: It would have my attention for sure. Yeah, it's uh, Hot Wheels. I had a Hot Wheels for a little while and it actually is a pretty good damn little game. It really is. I mean, the theme doesn't do much for me, but my kids loved it. My wife loved it. I love shooting it. Sure. You know, and I thought the rule set was actually put together very well. I thought everything was a very solid, cohesive package. The pen was built great. I didn't really have hardly any issues at all. And the one issue I did have they addressed it immediately even on the phone with me on a saturday for a couple hours and we got it fixed and yeah i mean to me i hope that they can come out with something that blows the socks off of people but then again you're pretty much limited to what your designers can do what your coders can do and what your line can do and sure. what themes you get as well that's i mean that's a million dollar
0: question yeah and i i just don't know i just when i saw that price increase it just I don't, the fact that Godzilla is more money, okay. You know, I I, I don't necessarily look at Godzilla Pro, and we're going to get more into Godzilla here. But I don't look at the Pro and think there's way more in this Pro than every other Pro. I don't think I don't think I don't look at this the Godzilla Pro and think there's seven hundred dollars more worth of stuff here than the Mando Pro or, well, maybe Led Zeppelin Pro. But um, <laughs> you know, if like Turtles Pro looks freaking packed. Uh, yeah. with everything that's in there um i don't necessarily agree with that but the fact that all games are going up that's the biggest impact because if stern left if they left like if somebody looked at that and they're like okay godzilla or the next title or the next title these pros all 66 plus hundred dollars or we're still making mando and deadpool and and turtles but these are going to be fifty-eight, fifty-nine hundred 59 hundred dollars you know like That's a huge difference. And they would probably sell a whole bunch more of those older games. But I doubt I like part of me thinks they're like Stern's okay with raising these prices because it gives them a chance. Even if they lose sale, sell sales, sales? Yes. Even if they yeah, yeah. Yeah. Even if they lose some, like (laughs) Zach's gonna be calling up customers and saying, Hey, I'm sorry that run that I told you is happening in 2022. I now need twelve hundred dollars more, and they're gonna be like, see ya. Yeah. Even, if he lose, even if they lose half their, their sales, they're still thousands of games behind. Um, yeah,
1: I don't think they're worried about it. I mean, whenever you do a price increase like this, the problem with it or the thing that comes along with it is that you just have to simply do it. And then you have to endure during the few months afterwards, just the yeah. fallout of it, how the community reacts. But the reality is, is we'll get to a year or two from now. And then it'll just be business as usual. True, you know, we'll, we'll all get used to this is what the prices are now. And just simply put, I don't think they're too worried about how pins that they've already put into production. How are those going to sell? I don't think that that's really that big a deal. If they sell them, great. If not, they're going to churn out three cornerstones a year. It's not like they're in a situation to where they're coming out with Godzilla and then we're going to have to wait a year. Mm-hmm. For the next pin you know yeah. they'll they'll probably still There'll stay be on in the, three months. Yeah, yeah, uh, probably at the end of December, and they'll start that 2022 cycle again. They'll have three more cornerstones that come out, and then of course there's that one big pen that's kind of out there that obviously is going to be a Capal game that kind of like the worst kept secret right now. That's going to be out pretty soon. So I mean, it's it, the future looks bright for sure.
0: I'm, they're going to make. I mean, they will sell pins. They will make money. And I I don't doubt that I just, uh, I do feel for operators because I don't know, like, do these, are these new games going to pull, pull in more, more of a coin drop for, but compared to the older games? I don't know that. And I don't know if the, Uh, the, I'll tell you, I'll tell you, (laughs) no.
1: And the the reason for that is, is just because it's going to be the same people that are playing pinball regardless. You know what I mean? So yeah. If there's a brand new person that comes in to play pinball, they have no idea that Godzilla is the most recent release. True. You know, and there's a lot of people that are brand new to pinball. They don't think necessarily of geometry. They don't think of code. They don't think of anything about that. They just think of theme. They see the colors. They see the name on the back of the back glass or the trans light. And they want to go play that. That's really what it amounts to. So I think essentially what's going to happen Honestly, I think operators are not going to make as much as the, they did before just because of the price that they're having to put out to buy these pins yeah. now. Yep. So I don't know. That's why me, myself, I'm trying to figure that out actively. I'm going through spreadsheets. I'm saying, okay, how much does this, does this pin usually bring in? How much does it need to bring in now to justify this? And I think, honestly, the number I came up with with Coindrop, you're going to laugh your ass off when you hear this. You want to you know the number I came up with? For coin drop,
0: so this is This is Oklahoma math. So I'm just.
1: This is Oklahoma math. Yeah, I'm not going to tell right. you how you got there, but <laughs> yeah. how much? How much per play do you think I need to justify it?
0: To a new pro.
1: A new pro at MSRP at. at that's, MSRP. That's at so MSRP. previously
0: you were saying it was seventy five cents a play. Previously. And now this new pro is up seven hundred dollars, but realistically, I, I would say double it, like dollar fifty a play.
1: You're really close. I was at a dollar sixty-five.
0: Well, per, sixty-five. Per yeah, people are bringing out dimes. Here. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I know. And
1: and that's the yeah that's around the ratio that I came up with. I'm like I have to be yeah. right around this drop to justify it, and that's taken everything into account. That's taken into account the matches, the replays, the maintenance, just, yeah, everything. the maintenance, everything. And so I'm thinking to myself, okay, what are the odds? that I'm going to get people consistently to put around that type of coin drop in Oklahoma. I don't think I'm going to get that. Yeah. California, New York probably will, you know, after a certain amount of time, but yeah, around here, when you look at Kansas, you look at Arkansas, you look at Oklahoma, good luck. I don't, I don't think that's going to happen. So,
0: so you would just be insane to route a, uh, a premium, right? I mean,
1: (laughs) Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. If you right now, if you route premiums, you know, God bless you. If you if you're doing that with an LE, I mean you, yeah. I just, I mean, and bless everybody out there that does that, that gives the opportunity for the public to be able to play on those pins because they are a lot of money. But yeah, I, I've had LEs, I've had premiums, and I can't imagine. Putting it out there on route. I mean, with people wearing their wedding rings and just banging yeah. the hell out of the powder coat and everything. Well, That's the LEs like,
0: are insane, though. You, 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 yeah. If you route an LE, you're not doing it. You're doing it just for I don't know the love of your heart. I don't. It's like yeah. Just, but I know like Tappers, the the lo- one of the local arcades here. I mean, they they obviously they they make their money on beer, but they mm-hmm. own all the games, so it's just they almost yep. all their new games are premiums. They just feel like it adds it it gives them some reason to go for a, a player to go there instead of going somewhere else where the pros are. Sure. Um, and they're hoping they'll make that money back, you know, with obviously with alcohol, but.
1: Oh yeah. Well, that's, that's hitting the nail on the head right there. I think in 2021, 2022, you almost need the barcade setting to really yeah. justify it. You almost need to with where these prices are going. It makes me, it makes me fearful for the operator in the next three years.
0: So what? So my Deadpool. I mm-hmm. traded Metallica for Deadpool, and so when this whole price increase changed, part of me was thinking, all right, my Metallica and the routed Deadpool were pretty similar in price, but now because of this price increase, did that price change? Did the price of a DMD game because of interconnectivity? Did the price of a DMD game go down or? is the desirability of the DMD game almost higher now? Because now there are no $5,000 pins. If we're now in this high five, $6,000 range, did DMD games just become three dollars $400 more as well?
1: We're in this bizarre twilight zone right now where nostalgia is within nostalgia. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? It's, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I... I wish I had the answer for that, but I mean, if you look on pin side, you look on Craigslist, you look on Facebook, you look yeah. on any of these groups. I mean, everybody is pricing their pins up high and most people are getting those prices well, right now.
0: Let me ask this. I see it's blurry behind you because of mm-hmm. your camera focus, but you have a walking dead. I do You have a walking dead. So after you heard about all these price increases with Stern mm-hmm. in the back of your head or check your spreadsheet, did mm-hmm. the value of your walking dead, you feel like it's gone up or down. It's gone up. It's gone way up.
1: up. Way up. Yeah. I, I would not part with my. And this is a Walking Dead Pro. I would not part with it for any less than
0: $6,500. And that's just you. So do you. Well, maybe this is a weird state, but like, do you feel though that a DMD game is worth less than a Stern LCD game? Or it just all only depends on the title?
1: Now, are you. You're talking just strictly because of software, right? Well,
0: I'm just thinking of like once again, people that want to get into the hobby. Mm-hmm. Yep. Like, if people want to get in and they're going, I can't pay six grand, six plus thousand dollars for to get into this hobby. So maybe I need to to maybe an LCD game is outside of my wheelhouse. So I don't want to go alphanumeric, you know. So yeah. let me shoot for a DMD game. And I I remember when I got into this hobby. People were trying to find DMD games in the $2,000 range. And people are like, yeah, good luck. You know, if you want a shack attack, maybe. But you're probably going to be in the $3,000 range. A good DMD game, right? Like a Shadow, a Metallica. You're somewhere in the fourth at Whitewater. White, white, Whitewater, you're higher than that. But $4,000 right now, all of a sudden, you know, are DMD games now in the $5,000 range? And then the really desirable ones, like a Walking Dead, you're saying six plus? I mean.
1: Oh, yeah. Yep. Now, I mean, and, that, and a big reason for that is there's just not enough of them up for sale compared to the money that's going around. Now, that doesn't mean it's going to be at that price forever, but I think for me to part with that machine today, that's what it would take, bare minimum.
0: For you, yeah.
1: Yeah, and I, I honestly, I think if I priced it at 6000 I would sell it within 72 hours.
0: Wow. What about Ghostbusters? Ghostbusters, DMG game, they sold a gazillion of them what do you think a Ghostbusters Yo, man. Pro is worth now?
1: Man, that talk about a game that's gone through a roller coaster. So I've had a Ghostbusters Pro in the past. Mm-hmm. And the reason why I got rid of it, I was a huge Ghostbusters fan. The reason why I got rid of it is because there wasn't really any wizard mode at the end of it. Like I just kept hitting a brick wall. I did everything in it and then there was just really nothing else left to do. So I sold mine before the code updates and all yeah. that, that finished it off. What do you think I sold it for? And you're gonna laugh when you hear, cause I ended up trading it technically with some money involved. Well, here,
0: answer this. When you, did you buy it new yep. when you originally bought it? I did. What was, so I don't, I don't remember. This was before I got, in, well, it was probably around when I, what, what was a, what was a Ghostbusters Pro new? I, when you bought
1: honestly, it? Honestly, I, so I bought it locally because it was one of my first new in box and I did not want to have it shipped. Okay. So I ended up taxes and all in, I think I was around 6,200 for with taxes Pro? yeah with taxes and all that because it was like around 56 57 msrp i'm pretty sure i'm trying to remember right i think that's where it was at i don't have oh, my wow. receipt in front of me but i'm saying though taxes is with that though okay so, so
0: somewhere in the high five okay well yeah, realistically i, I thought, think it was i think I it was in like a brand fives. new I, I assumed when when ghostbusters came out msrp for a mm-hmm. ghostbusters pro was under five thousand dollars but clearly i have no
1: idea no no david fix
0: you're right i haven't been in the hobby long enough <laughs> i don't know what i'm talking about
1: but let's take a look i don't know now but you're
0: saying you sold it so you're saying you you paid over six grand but i don't know i bet you sold it for like 5200 bucks then
1: damn i wish
0: <laughs> you sold it for like four something
1: Forty five hundred.
0: Forty five hundred.
1: dollars. and it took me a while Unloaded,
0: okay. forty five hundred yep. bucks for a start. Yep. So, but now,
1: but yeah, now, now what do you be, think? A Ghostbusters? It'd be mid, it'd be mid fives, mid easily, fives, right? Yeah. Easily, yeah, easily. I had a buddy that just, uh, bless his heart, he just unboxed a Ghostbusters Premium. It was new in box. He had it for a couple of years, just not got around to unboxing it. Wow, busy and,
0: man.
1: Yeah, well, he wasn't aware <laughs> of where the prices have gone either. So oh, I just saw it the other day, and I was like. I was like, oh, cool, yeah, um, because I was thinking it was the pro, oh, right? Wow. I wasn't thinking, yeah, yeah. so I was like, oh, yeah, cool, because I just saw it from the side. And I was telling him, I think new in box premiums, you could probably get ten to eleven grand for it now. Oh, no. And he just, I could tell, like it's like a ghost it just died over yeah. me. He's like, that is a premium. I was like, oh no, let's get yeah. it back in the box and tape <laughs> it up.
0: <laughs> I don't. It just that's the only thing i can think i mean this price increase is so much bigger than just oh i can't buy a godzilla like i just think it it increased i don't i like i wonder how many people are kicking themselves with like man i've been wanting to buy a deadpool or one. you know man i should have done that six months ago Uh, or i wonder now that the dmd games are where old lcd games were like what's a taxi you know like a taxi is a taxi or a, any other System Eleven? Are we now going to be looking at three thousand plus dollar System Elevens?
1: Yeah, yeah. Or uh, low I mean, fours. I well, mean, and, yeah. And here's a big thing about it. You, what's really unique with pinball is the fact that you're going to have these fixed, static prices coming out from these manufacturers. You know, they're going to have their MSRP, mm-hmm. but then as soon as these games go off the line, all of a sudden the pricing becomes very dynamic according to whatever, you know, whatever the consumers are going to decide or whatever the market's going to decide. Yeah. And so when you're dealing with a lot of these pins that are older, that obviously they're not out anymore. They're not on a line anywhere. How are you going to find good examples of these games? Oftentimes it's almost with the boom of the internet too. And I, I say that as if like the internet just now showed up basically with the boom of pinball in the internet, with streaming, with access to Facebook groups, with websites and everything. I think a lot of times that's going to help, or I say help, that's probably what's pushing pricing up a little bit more as well. Because when you look at games, like take taxi, for example, yeah, right? If we go online looking for taxis for sale, we will probably find less than 10 examples of it, right? Yeah. And so what's really going to drive that market is how close are those 10 in terms of pricing together, mm-hmm. you know, and that's ultimately, and that's the moment that all those 10, they just keep creeping up further and further and further. Yep. All of a sudden, a few months later, it's a hundred dollars more or $250 more or 500 more, or yep. you get something like banning California auction oh, and everything's like
0: 15 grand has more. To be An outlier. That has to be an outlier, but it's I know not,
1: yeah. I'm telling you it's, it is not, there's people that don't realize how big, Pinball truly is from even just single buyers from people that just come in, they spend their money, they see their one theme they want, they buy it, and then they're done. Yeah, there is so many people out there that do that. There's, uh, to me, I truly believe there's more people out there that are one and dones than collectors. Hmm. I, I really do. I that really do. That would be
0: an interesting question for a distributor, <laughs> right? I mean,
1: so I've I've asked that. Yeah, I've asked that. I've had one that's told me that upwards of 70% of their customer base is single like time buyers, like first time buyers. Yeah. Yep.
0: So like Led Zeppelin, they had all those Led Zeppelin, you know, huge fans come out of nowhere, buy their yep. one game and they're done. Yep. And you probably won't I mean, ever hear from them again. Yeah.
1: And the caveat is because we are all, like anybody listening to this podcast and us doing this podcast, we're mm-hmm. all in the ecosystem of content creation or content consumption with, you know,
0: I I'm very popular with a lot of different groups. Okay. Yeah. This (laughs) podcast reaches more than just extreme pinball. fans. Exactly. So, (laughs) so my
1: point being is that all of us we're in our own ecosystem to where, yeah, we collect pinball. Yeah. We talk about pinball and we're a very small subset of what pinball actually is. You know, if we go to TPF, right, Texas pinball festival, Mm-hmm. there's going to be a lot of people there that are just buying tickets just to simply come see pinball. They may not even own a pinball machine they, or they may just own one, you know, and there's a lot of times that all of a sudden I'll randomly hear from somebody that lives in the state of Oklahoma that might have five or 10 in their collection. And they've never heard of Pinside, side. They've oh, never wow. heard of yeah. any other, you know, it's amazing. There is a lot of people out there that still just, we simply don't know about. So When you take that into consideration, there are a lot of first time buyers out there that it's it's just how it is. And they'll spend that money. And that's I I guarantee with the banning auction because it showed up, I think it was on the Today Show. They mentioned it and I know CNN was on there. And that's exactly what happened. There was a lot of people on there. And I think, too, here's a funny part, because I got an email from somebody that ended up trying to bid on some stuff that's brand new to pinball. They asked me, do I think that this is museum quality um, <laughs> <'Cause>, <laughs> pinballs? Yeah. Yeah, 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 exactly. So I think there's some people out there that believe that. That, that i get like just...
0: a best, yeah, one of the best case, like oh, Back yeah. to the Future. This one's probably in one of the <laughs> nicest shapes of yeah. any Back to the Future out there. Completely feel... unaware of like HEP restored versions of games. <laughs>
1: right? Somebody spent 9000 on a Bad Cats. Yeah. And their expectations are
0: probably, whew. Well, they, yeah. the reality is they don't have, or they don't have expectation. You know, the game's going to get there, and it's it is what it is. I don't know. I mean, it's uh, this pricing thing. We'll have to wait and see. That it, it would be interesting to do a follow up podcast. You know, a year from now, it's like, well, what have we seen? Because the reality is, like Guns and Roses, they increased their game by a thousand dollars, and yet yep. here they are still cranking them out. And I they probably lost sales when that happened, but they've probably gained sales s- s- since then, and they're still cranking so them out
1: i'll give you a prediction joel uh-huh. so i i said this when i didn't know any better and i posted on pin a few years ago i said and this is during the uh I, some people might remember this This is kind of a deep cut there was a thread on there when jersey jack pirates debuted yeah and it was called like a dark night dark at day Stern. For stern yeah. dark day for yeah. stern yeah exactly and everybody's up voting everybody's like oh yeah stern screwed and all this and that And I posted on there something to the extent like Stern is probably extremely happy seeing this for reasons that we just talked about earlier, when they Mm -hmm. see competition sell out at a higher rate, or at least not sell out, but at least put out a pen that is more money, right? More MSRP. And people are talking about, they're flocking to it. They see this and they see the ceiling raising up. And I'm pretty sure on that same thread, I predicted that within a couple of years, we would see pros over $6,500. And there was a couple of people in there that called me crazy and I got some direct messages and I'd like to tell them,
0: (laughs) eat it. It's
1: $68.99 now. But what I'm getting at is, I honestly, my prediction right now, I don't think we found the ceiling yet. Yeah. I honestly believe if this Godzilla LE, and I know everybody's probably screaming right now and they're like, no, don't say it, but I guarantee Stern already knows this. I really do believe even at 1000 units if this Godzilla was 125 it would it was still sold out. Yep.
0: Yeah, 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 You're right and um I don't know, it's just crazy. It's just it's crazy to see that and um I mean just even in 3 years and looking back on some of the games that I've sold or traded now seeing what they're worth, I mean, I get it. It's just it's just how things are going. But um
1: hey, it's okay. If we get priced out, I mean, there's still mini golf just another <laughs> mini golf podcast.
0: Yeah. We'll find something else to do. Yeah, yeah. there's
1: There's got to be a cheaper hobby out there.
0: Oh, uh, yeah. I guarantee there's something cheap. There's got to be something cheaper. But What, what do you um, think would
1: be the best cheap hobby to get into right now? if you're in our shoes and you're like i don't know if i can do any more pinball buys what would be a good cheap hobby
0: a good cheap hobby gardening a good, <laughs> a, a
1: good one a good one to where you won't piss your wife off this is the uh, real talk right now
0: oh like running go go on a run Get running that. yeah running so getting in shape yeah Screw that, damn, I, ho- I hope yeah. monica's
1: not listening to this oh, the heck with that. damn
0: it joel <laughs> um no okay so let's move on um Good talk by the way. I was not expecting to talk 40 plus minutes on pricing. Yeah, but, yeah I, I yeah. feel
1: good about that. Yeah. I mean, everybody else out there, you're welcome.
0: Yeah, anybody yep. that's still here, <laughs> anybody that's still here, thanks for being here. Yeah, we appreciate um, it. Thank you. So, internet inter, the the Insider connected. I know this is uh we talked a lot about this on Triple Drain and I understand we we were really focusing on on the being verified, but let's just focus solely on what you saw during the reveal stream in regards to the Insider Connected? What were what did you see there? What were your takeaways?
1: So it was pretty badass. For those that didn't watch, basically how it worked, you use your smartphone or whatever, your QR code, and it pretty much just loads up your profile. What I was really impressed with, and this is such a small thing, but I thought this was pretty dope, that after the end of the game, you didn't even have to put in your initials. yeah. Like it had your initials already ready to go. Yep. And I, to me, that was pretty cool. And I like the little touch of having your name over yep. your player. Yep. I thought that was pretty cool. So there's no excuse to ever play out a turn again yep. at tournaments or anything like that. So there's a lot of cool aspects to this. And I think we probably didn't even touch the surface with that. Now, I know on the reveal stream, they did try to talk about it a little bit, but. Honestly, as soon as they tried to zoom in on the camera, I just kind of zoned yeah, out. Yeah, that was, was kind of like, rough. This, but yeah, this isn't a good way to present it at all. And I was kind of shocked that that's how they chose to present it. Because yeah. obviously it was kind of planned out. Stern, don't do that. This yeah, is you could have done a screen yeah, capture or something this is a on your great, phone. Yeah, yeah it's a, such yeah. an excellent piece of tech that obviously has the blood, sweat, and tears of a lot of people there at Stern. Like, show it in its best light. And I think mm-hmm. there's a lot of excellent opportunity with it. The achievements, I really did dig the achievements. That's something that I really wanted in pinball for a very long time. I think it gives you different ways to play a pin, yeah. different ways to approach it. And I think it also gives a lot of creative space for the designer for the coders to be able to say, hey, how do we want this player to attack the game this way? So I'm curious to see if this affects any of the rules moving forward in the future, if this affects any design decisions by the designers themselves. Because... I, Pinball is rapidly becoming not just a game about getting as high of a score as you possibly can, but can you do a certain objective in a certain amount of time? Yeah. That's what I'm excited to see. And I I dug yeah. the achievements popping up. I thought that was cool. Now, obviously, a lot of them are pretty easy because every time, it felt like every single time Elwin flipped, he was getting a new yeah, achievement.
0: blowing through them. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So I'm kind of curious to see if, what will be there for the players that are above average players that could pretty much complete it within a day or two. Like I'm curious uh, to see yeah. how they'll address that, whether they'll add DLC or different objectives. I think I would like to see like a weekly
0: yes. thing. You know, I'm talking about yes. something like yeah. that.
1: I think that would be a good idea to do, but overall, I mean, what do you totally think agree. about
0: it? I was, so my first impression was it works. Like I was super impressed with it did not look like they were fumbling at all with the QR code reader. They, every single time they started up a game, I mean, it was just like within half a second of somebody putting their phone over that thing, it caught it. And so that was one thing that it's like, if this thing, you know, if this thing's like scanning a bag of chips at a grocery store and it's frustrating you know, or you have to get it just the right angle or just the right. I mean, I was thoroughly impressed with how quickly it every single time caught everybody's phone. Um, so I, that was good. You want the technology to work. I did see they were, there were a bunch of achievements that were easy to, so my, my first thought was, okay, if I fork over, if it's going to be whatever, $300, I think if I'm going to add this to my turtles, if, if the very first night I play it, if there's 30 achievements, if the very first night I play it, I get 20 of them. Like that's going to, I mean, I'll probably get a bunch of the easy ones, but I hope, I mean, I'm not like you, you would probably get all 30, but I, my thought is, within a month or two of me having this connected to my game i'm probably going to get to that point where i have 28 out of 30 and the two i don't have are you know cowabunga the ultimate wizard mode and something Mm -hmm. else that will forever be you know there.
1: difficult to get yeah
0: but i like that idea of yeah weeklies or challenges of you know okay deadpool whatever or turtles let's say let's say turtles, it's, it's been the internet connectivity, the 30 that were out there have been out there for a year plus now. Well, what if, what if all of a sudden they're saying, Hey, we're going to do for the month of this, here are two new turtle ones or three, three new turtle ones. And they're all speed based, you know, can you get these within this month and hopefully draw people out to arcades or bring life back into it? I mean, that's where I'm excited. The potential is there. Or, I hope to see they showed a little bit of like a friend system. Like, I can look at Travis's, I can look at your stuff. What have you accomplished? What are your high scores? And that's where I'm hoping you could potentially set up ways to compete against each other. Of, of if, if in Deadpool, if there was how quickly can you beat Sabretooth? Well, it's like, well, I've done it in 30 seconds. And Travis, I just saw, has done it in 32. So he's going to do it until he beats me and, you know, back and forth. I don't know. Those are yeah. the kind of things. And if they did set, if there is some sort of communication with between the phone and the game where the game knows, like, this is what, I know I've already achieved this, but I want to speed run this. So track that and let me know as soon as I've done it. Like, tell me what my time is. I, I just see a ton of potential here. And I yeah. I personally am excited. Even as a home buyer, I know when we talked about this on Triple Drain, you were at a position where I, you, you basically said, I don't know if I could justify putting these on my home games, but I want to play these on location yep i as a home as I have a deadpool and a turtles personally as of right now i I plan on adding it to both of them
1: um, even if it if it is so that the price isn't officially out there, but there's prices being floated around, so there's yeah. no official confirmation, but let's say it is. I'm just throwing out a price.
0: $300 is hard. I would probably, I don't think I would order two kits. I think I'd probably order one. I debate between which one. Do I want Deadpool or do I want Turtles? And to be honest, the way I would probably decide that is based on what my friends have. Because I want to have, I want to be able to compete against my friends. So I know like Jedi McMuffin, uh, another streamer, he's got a Deadpool, you know? So it's like, well, if Jedi's going to get that and I'm going to get it, that'll be cool for us to compete. Or Pinsomniac, I know he has a Deadpool. So, just thinking ahead like that, um, that could be a lot of fun. Um,
1: I think think it would be smart of Stern, too, to have, and again, they, they probably do have this, and I just don't realize it yet. I think it would be smart to have some type of community event for each game, too. Okay. So, not just a weekly, but maybe something that lasts all month or something that lasts for two weeks that says, hey... Everybody that signs up for this, because for instance, like on the Peloton bike, I don't know if you're familiar with that bike or anything like that, but they have like, (laughs) so (laughs) so like for instance on this, they have it to where they have challenges for the whole entire community to where if you guys do so much stuff, you'll get like a badge or something like that. So to me, Stern could possibly do something like this. That's as simplistic as that. But then also look at, okay, if I enter this contest, this community contest, and we all achieve it, then that means one person out of all those that did it earns like the ultimate prize, whatever prize that they have, whatever giveaway they have. Mm-hmm. So I think that there's definitely different ways that they could do this to entice somebody to have a lot of replayability on their game at home. Yeah. And so I don't know if there's something like that, I might be more enticed to get this type of kit for, say, my Avengers behind me at the house i think it just ultimately depends what else is there besides just achievements for people at at home
0: and they said during the stream that they they have full intentions at pinball expo to present a whole lot of other stuff to like present the roadmap of what all they have planned with this system so um
1: And that's genius, too, because that's like that's the way that they do it for PC games or for console, whatever it could be. So that's really genius. A roadmap would go a long ways to explain, Okay, here's where it is now. Here's what will be coming in the future. Here's what you can expect for me as a potential consumer. Mm -hmm. That speaks to me. That makes me feel more comfortable about potentially paying for this product to put it into an existing game.
0: I think I mean, I think it's just really important for Stern in the next, you know, six, eight months that that whatever it. You know, Godzilla, every Godzilla that's made has this in it, every single one. So as long as what's there is enticing, there there will there will be Godzilla buyers that are going to bring this into their house. And hopefully within a month or two, they're going to be like, crap, that's a ton of fun. I'm going to go ahead and put it on all my other games. Or they're going to be like, eh, it's a novelty and I have no interest in putting it on my other games.
1: That's so, the big part. Yeah,
0: I really it, hope yeah. they they knock it out with, with, what, with what we see on Godzilla, but, um, I'm still excited about it. I know, I know you, you and Tom are both, you guys, I mean, multiple times a week are on location. So I think you're hoping people will put these on location, but, um, me, I mean, I mostly play at home. And so I, I'm looking forward to the home, the home side of it for sure.
1: Well, I'm, I'm curious too, to see how this would affect tournament play. From my standpoint, because they're they're talking about using it for tournaments in the future. So I'm curious to see how that would work in terms of grouping people together, in terms of reporting scores, which yeah. Scorebit technically does already. But having Stern just be able to do this themselves, I, I'm actually pretty excited from the competitive player standpoint to see how that is. And I'm actually yeah. more interested in that than I am anything else to it right now.
0: Good point. And you had said earlier, you said now there's no excuse for potentially playing somebody else's ball. Well, what if there was a setting where before you play your next ball, you have to log in again? You know, something like that. So it confirms that, like, if you step up to the game, you, it's not going to kick out a ball until you put your phone back down, even if it's ball no. two, you know? that Somebody would be pissed at that. But I'm just saying, I mean, maybe that's the...
1: There's the possibility you know, of that. Yeah, you know you what I, I would really like dig a machine to do is if it actually taught me how to play the game.
0: Yeah, there's like not not
1: just the Carl D'Angelo screen on the back, which is pretty badass by Carl, by the way, but to have the game actually like a narrator take me through the game and give me a tutorial that way where I hear the voice and then I see the game actually flashing the lights like you have to hit this. There's where the modes at, and then it shows the flipper going off because maybe a shot goes this way that to me feels like the next step into pinball the next innovation if somehow they could
0: yeah
1: to where it it could do a tutorial right in front of you because a lot of people they may think that they're visual in the sense of just seeing something on a screen but when you're visual and you see it happening right in front of you and it's asking you to replicate this yeah to me that's something that would be interesting i mean i obviously you know when you're i don't know if i necessarily put that with the uh Oh, what's the word for it? Wherever the machine's just sitting there and the lights are just going off the attract mode. mode. Yeah. 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 So I don't know if I'd put it with the attract mode, because then obviously you wear out coils and all that. But I'd be very curious to see if somehow that could be implemented in the future, just kind of showing you how to how to play a game.
0: If you log in and the machine realizes like this is the first time you've logged into a turtles, you know, do you want to see a tutorial? And in that quick and then, you know, you click a button and boom, it shows you right there
1: like bingo yeah. we just figured it out
0: there you go hey tanya Certain you gotta tanya. hire us yeah tanya I'm or george whoever's listening right yeah
1: i'm just sure they never thought of never that never thought no. of it yeah
0: <laughs> if you need real ideas call us up yeah, yeah.
1: they're probably like those two idiots we we yeah. thought of that and threw that out after hour one
0: <laughs> well we are in an hour but i do want to get to speaking of needing ideas right i know i know keith has called you multiple times saying guys i really need help designing a game." He's talked to me a few times. I know Monica and him are close. He's, so I know, I, know, I know Keith needs help. And, and I'm glad to see that through the community support that we've all given him, it looks like he's managed to put together a decent game. Um, I don't know. Thoughts on Godzilla?
1: I mean, it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, it's... Uh... Oh, my God. So there's not many games that blow me away. Because I'm not one for hyperbole. Yeah. But yeah, I just sat there and I just said, holy. Yeah. As soon as I saw it. And yeah. it's just, it's amazing. I mean, it's just everything about it. Uh, there's a couple of things that I do have hang ups about. It's not like 100% where I'm just like all excited, you know, purely about it. But just looking at the pen on its own, it's to me, it's nothing short of a masterpiece after seeing it shot, after seeing, how it plays after seeing the ideas implement it into mm-hmm. it i don't think anybody could ever say again that Elwin's not the best designer yeah honestly it just to me this is just so far ahead of where everybody else is mm-hmm. that i think pinball is damn lucky to have somebody like this because i can't imagine without somebody like Elwin designing these things because just if you've looked at the pen, it's crazy the the most impressive thing to me about this pen overall that I really love is the floating upper flipper like that yeah. itself. Yeah, my God, that's just the ability to have a shot right behind it, the ability to have a skill shot going around that, the ability to have a feed to it with that Magna. I mean, it. Wow.
0: Yeah. There's designers stick a third flipper in their game all the time. And I, by the way, no, nothing that I'm saying here is to actually say anything negative about any of the other designers because there's plenty of good pinball out there, but, but yeah, it's that idea of like, well, I want to have a third flipper shot, but to bring that out there and to throw multiple other things behind it. And I, I just watching the stream, I just don't even know. Like when I watched the Mando stream, Mando was cool, but it's very clear. It's a fan layout and it's just very clear watching from left to right. You're just kind of watching the shots hit. And it's like, okay, that does that. That does that. Got it. Got it. Got it. This game. Like I was just trying to digest almost the entire time of just like, what is, what is even going on here? like, there are so many shots, like turn and move and arc and this and and you know you hit the back left shot and at, at one point that that actually feeds the 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 habit trail all the way back and then oh no now it's actually feeding this and or it went all the way around and what is going on over there and um and then the fact that the mech in the middle is moving that it's like I was surprised that it's like wow he made one of the most critical features straight up the middle and for Keith I was like. Aren't tournament people going to abuse that? But then you actually watch it and it's like, no, because you do this and then it changes and it goes this shot. And then later on, up the middle does that shot. And there's, I mean, I was, (laughs) when it comes to the layout and the design, uh, there's a lot of pins that I, that I see the reveal stream and I'm like, man, I look forward to playing that game, but I, I really look forward to just shooting and just seeing what the ball does and how it feels because you know it's going to feel good Um, based off of, you know, all, all of Keith's games, when you, when you shoot them, they feel good. Um, He's not going to put a crappy clunky shot or something on, on a game. Um, So I don't know. I would, I'm with you just watching the reveal stream, just looking at the design and layout alone. I am, I am so impressed and uh, can't wait to, to see how, what it feels like.
1: When you see this game, if you haven't seen it yet, what really makes the difference of this game compared to everything else, there's not just one single wow moment. Yeah. There's multiple wow moments. And the key to this game is that there's a lot of games out there that they don't, they're just not fun to shoot, but they might have that one mech that gives you wow, you know, Mm -hmm. or quote unquote world underglow, whatever we want to call it. But this game has the mechs, has the shots, has the sound, has the I mean, and has the rules. It has everything into it. And so even like, for instance, let's take that upper flipper, that floating upper, upper flipper that we were talking about earlier. I love the fact that the Magna grab will hold yeah. onto the ball yeah, and then it'll set up a jackpot shot. I love that. Mm-hmm. I love the fact that that tail whip shot from the upper flipper basically goes back down, right? To your lower flippers. That's insane. We've never seen a shot like that before that happens in that the way that that is i mm-hmm. can't recall any other game that's done something like that now obviously the right hand side it's kind of like congo that's what it reminds me of with the hippo lane but just seeing that shot there in that same tail whip shot i saw a few times that people would hit that spinner on the left and the ball would whip back around in the tail whip area mm-hmm. that was pretty cool that was a really cool shot
0: there's so many, but that's the, like every shot is a cool shot. I, I mean, oh, even yeah. the the single pop b- bumper, I've got to say, I hope mm-hmm. I hope like I have a I have a TNA TNA is probably right now. My favorite game is between TNA and, and Deadpool, but TNA has that pop bumper on the right. And I freaking love that pop. It's a love hate relationship. I mean, TNA, the pop bumper, anybody that's played TNA, total nuclear annihilation knows that pop bumper can screw you over so fast. And I love it. And to see a similar thing on 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 um godzilla here i'm like immediately i i I like it because i know having a pop bumper in that position adds so much to a game like so much more the the pop bumpers in mando are just there the pop bumpers even on my turtles when the ball goes back there it's so you can take a break same with deadpool when the ball goes back there you take a break you know and to have a pop bumper that legitimately adds to the experience of the game is awesome and it's you one only you only yep. need the one you need that one. Yep. And they put a color changing LED in it. So it it does change depending on what's going on in the mode. Um, you mentioned music, the music in the trailer. That's my one, one of my takeaways after seeing the stream, whoever made the trailer. And I'm not I don't want to insult it's it's garbage the, <laughs> the, trailer, the, the trailer the trailer does not
1: actively reflect this it's game so, and at i all, get and i made all. a comment yep.
0: on our discord i was like man yep. that music put me to sleep and dennis creeso was quick to be like that's the official you know like godzilla music like take that back kind of thing and it's like oh no like if that's going to be playing throughout the game i just seem so it just that whole trailer just seems so boring But then thankfully during the actual stream, I don't know if it was like a remixed version or what, but it's the the music sounded good, like the normal, just the games going. But then you get into the modes and the modes are heavy guitars and like Mm -hmm. rocking out in energy and you're getting pumped up and and then you the you get into the blue oyster cult Godzilla during the multi it's just like holy cow, like the sound package in this is incredible.
1: Yeah. It's yeah, that trailer did not actively reflect. What not at, all. at not, all. It was, it was con- such a
0: great <laughs> surprise on the stream. And no, uh, the,
1: this pen, it's just, yeah, it's the the only thing. So there's two things that I probably, I'm not concerned with or anything like that, but it's like the two things that I'm just kind of like, well, I might've done something different, but I don't know. It's a minor gripe. So it's almost like when I look at this artwork, right? I'm okay. blown away. I'm blown away by it. Mm-hmm. It looks great. looks tremendous. I'm not sure if this fits the theme when I look at this and I look at the back or the, uh, the clips and I think of the theme, I almost feel like this would have been the art package that was right up Chris Franchi's wheelhouse with him doing with him doing his art style with the old school Godzilla, Mm -hmm. but it still looks fantastic. It just this is just the first pen though that has me thinking. What if? What if he would have done it? What would he have done with this?
0: Well, it's interesting because Zombietti has always done much more comic book style, more mm-hmm. cartoony style games with you know and and i know like with deadpool and iron maiden he did a lot of black outlines he did a lot of outlines on the characters and then he said during his interviews on turtles the original turtles didn't have black outlines so uh, on his like it was a challenge to him to draw on that to in that art style and then he went back to comic book for avengers and so i think yes he looked at this as like all right i want to go it's still going to be my style but i want to go more realistic And then I know a lot of other people had issues with his color choices, but he said, I was looking at toys. I was looking at marketing material and toys that were released, released in that area in that era. And the toys that came out, Godzilla wasn't gray. He was green. And so I understand how, why he took his artistic choices that way. And I, my undergrad was graphic design, but I am not a pinball designer. So I can, I'm not here to tell zombie Eddie what he should or should not have done. But I do, I see what he did. He, he went in a direction of it's it's still zombie yeti but it is a different it isn't comic book style in my opinion it is he did go a little more towards realism but and and if he went enough towards realism for now you to be comparing him to christopher franchi and thinking should should he have even gone further should we have gone pure realism i don't know um but i the color choices my only complaint with the color choices is if i had an avengers and you're going to sit them right next to each other they're the same temperature, right? It's a lot of reds, yellows. It's a lot yeah. of warm. It's a very warm yep. game, and when you compare that to Mando, which is orange, a very warm game, I get, I get that. I understand. Yeah. I like the the different. Like I have turtles next to Deadpool, and they're very different in color. So I, I get that. But if if you don't have those two games, and you're not going to put them side by side, if you look at just Godzilla for what it is, and don't talk about the le art blades being the same color as Mandos, you know, like if you just look at Godzilla, I. I don't personally, I don't have a problem with the art package. I think it's well done, but I, I understand why people are complaining about it. I
1: still think, well, I still think it works. Yeah. Like I still like it. Okay. It just makes me wonder what would have crunchy. And this is the first time I've ever wondered that. Okay. With a zombie Yeti art package. Yeah. Because I think Iron Maiden. Perfect. Avengers. Perfect. Uh, Deadpool. Mm -hmm. Perfect. You know, this is just the first one that I think of the theme. I think of, what the inspiration of this was from. And it's obviously from the movies. It's from the Showa era. It's not from comic books necessarily when you think of what's going on with it. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So that's kind of when I picture the Godzilla movies, I picture black and white. I picture something that's goofy, but gritty at the same time, you know, something that can be campy at times. I mean, Godzilla is going across the, the screen flying through the air with his feet up in there, you know what I mean? Do a so, little drop kick. So it's yeah. definitely campy in that way, but yeah, would it just you, makes me wonder.
0: Would you think you'd like it? Like if you could just turn down the the saturation, you know, the saturation level. If you could just crank it down a little bit, or is that all you're saying you would do, or no, you want like?
1: I mean, I, I'm not going to want... pretend I'm an art major or I anything. Mean, <laughs> like, yeah. that. I'm just saying, like based off Franchi's work in okay. the past, on like Batman sixty six, for yeah. example. Okay. Right. Mm-hmm. I'm just thinking that type of art style. What that would have looked like right here. I'm not saying it would be yeah. better. This is just the first time I'm wondering what this would have looked like.
0: Sure. So, so
1: that that's my only thing that I kind of noticed.
0: I but. would I would assume most people every other zombie yeti art package. It's just an immediate A plus, right? It's mm-hmm. it's perfect. So now all of a sudden, this is the first time that A plus, A plus, A plus. This is the first time that people are like. Eh, maybe a minus, <laughs> or like maybe B plus. Like, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I it's know. not.
1: It's definitely not bad.
0: No, I, I think no. it's still
1: great. And yeah, it's just. I'm just saying. Just for the theme, it makes me wonder.
0: Okay, like right.
1: it, that. That's it. Yeah, it's not. It's not anything yeah. based on the skill. It's not based on. Oh, this. This doesn't look good because I'm. Our package looks dope. It really like, is. I, yeah. <laughs> it, it looks pretty sweet. Maybe we're yeah. just
0: being nitpicky. I don't know. I mean, yeah, this it, is just yeah. me.
1: This is just me trying to find one flaw with it. That I'm like, okay, what if this? Like, yeah. Let so, me just pick on the artist here.
0: <laughs> so we've drooled over layout. We've we we've talked about art. We've talked about music. And so code. I I there's a lot that I still I respect the way that it was revealed or the reveal stream. Mm-hmm. You know, Keith doesn't want to go shot by shot. He doesn't want to take the glass off. He doesn't want to start poking around. He just wants to play the game. And watching people play the game, what I did see is almost, almost everybody destroyed the building or got to that multi ball where the building moves. And right. and that makes me feel good because if, if friends and family, I know, take your shot. Anybody listening, but friends and family, if they <laughs> stepped up to it, they would experience that mech, which is right. really neat. What makes me sad though is on a pro there is no mech for them to experience there. So I don't know what my friends and family, I mean, if they're going to route, it, it's going to be a pro. I don't, I don't know. but They're
1: going to tell you straight up, Joel, quit being cheap. Get the yeah. premium. <laughs> <laughs> That's what friends and family are going to tell you.
0: But the only thing I didn't see and I was legitimately watching for it was the bridge. Mm-hmm. And Keith said they purposely increased the difficulty of the bridge. Yeah. And I wonder, I don't understand why. Like, why would they do that?
1: I would say most likely... And this is just me speculating. I don't know this for certain. I would say most likely it's just because the code wasn't ready for that yet.
0: That's all I could think of is maybe there's something with the mech or it's not because they were talking about, oh, we're going to do it where it like shakes a little bit. Mm -hmm. or We're going to do it where it will ramp or it'll feed this. It's not just break. It's not like it's either connected or it's broken. I think they have a lot of plans for stuff to do. But when I saw that, I was waiting, waiting and waiting, waiting, waiting to see that happen. And it and it never did. So I wish they would have just. Personally, I wish they would have just said that. Like, hey, just heads up, this is, I don't know, just so I wasn't like I was waiting. I was waiting for yeah. him to do it. <laughs> you were just waiting. for that, that bridge to yeah. break. Um, now
1: I I think that that's probably why it is.
0: That makes sense. But that, the, that
1: would be my guess.
0: The 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 tower in the middle, incredible. I mean, mm-hmm. and to see, is Keith, that
1: not just the coolest multi ball start? I mean, it, I, I used yeah. to think Adam's family. Was the coolest one, and I found it was funny because I was happy that Deadflip made the decision, the creative decision, to do a close up of the building. Yes. On the first one, I was happy about that. But mm-hmm. then I found myself by the second and third time that that was happening, I was just screaming at my TV like I want to see the whole thing, like I want to see the light show with it oh, and everything. Okay. Yeah. And then once that did happen, I was just for me, I was just like, my God, this surpasses the Adams Family, multi-ball start. Like it's, I, I think it's that this really looked, good. Yeah. I think this is quite possibly the best multi ball start in and, all of Pinball.
0: Because you know it's like this dumb, dum dum. And then yeah. the, so you know the shaker motor's gotta be incredible. Oh, they have yeah, this has cool. the dual uh, uh, GI color, so it like flashes red from the white, so the 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 lights are going nuts, the sound at that time, and then the fact that it's kicking in that that blue oyster colt uh Godzilla song that's coming in and visually what it's doing. The building yeah. just shaking it's, up. and Yeah. It's pretty awesome. I cool. mean, the reality is, right? Uh, so many friends and family, when we go and we see <laughs> medieval madness, right? Medieval madness, yep. the first time the castle blows up, people are like, that's insane, right? Yep. But the fact that on a premium, this is right up the middle, and I, I don't know, I wasn't counting, but if I have to tell somebody, like, hit this, whatever, eight times and just strap in and watch what happens. Yep. That's that would be aw- that would be huge.
1: Well that mech is a massive mech too. Yes. Like just looking at it it looks yes. like it's less than an inch away from the glass. It and, looks like it's pretty big. And
0: they said the bi- the biggest issue was the the building has to go down. So they have to yep. account do they have enough room in the in the cabinet for the building. Um and for him he took apart one time during the stream he actually had the the mechanical mech and he took each layer apart and showed He's like, all right, this, oh okay, this, cool. the yeah. bottom layer is actually just looping it to the left, and then the second layer kicks it back to the vuck to go up, and then the third layer, when they come in, they just go side by side, and the fourth layer they cross. So the reality is, the 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 building only has three positions. It's either it's either all the way up, so the ramp right in the middle is feeding layer one, and when the ramps come through, the ramps are coming through layer three, and then. When you're when you're locking when you're when you've destroyed it enough to lock multiballs, balls the whole thing shifts down one layer so now the ramp is going through layer two which is feeding the vuck to put the balls on the roof which is technically layer five and then when you're hitting shots to go through the ramps now the ramps are going through layer four and then that's it so so it's really only shifting one layer until you actually do your multiball where it goes all the way down and it releases all the balls so brilliant. It's, it's really yeah, just, it's, it's brilliant in that fact. That so, is
1: incredible. Yeah. <laughs> that's, yeah.
0: That yeah. you're not, it's not like, it's like, okay, I'm shooting through player layer one and then it goes down now layer two, then it goes down now layer yeah. three. No, it's because the ramps are also going through the building. That means when you shoot up the middle, something's different depending on your layer and the ramps do different things depending on your layer. It is so well thought out. So I
1: think it's safe to say then anybody that complains about Godzilla not moving, (laughs) if anybody out there is complaining about that, it's just, yeah, there's no hope for you. I mean, that's just, that's insane. So that's, and we're talking about just one mech. So the things that, right. And the things that we haven't really even touched base on Mm -hmm. is the Mechagodzilla. Yeah, with the uh, turntable, you hit the stand-up targets, and then it shows another spinner that has a little ramp, and it go See, up into the belly of the magnet. Oh my god!
0: That, but that's the thing is, I assumed that turntable. I assumed the default position would be targets towards you. I that's my assumption. I thought you would always have to hit the targets first, and then it would turn, and then you'd use the ramp. I but think it's, it's, it's but it's the opposite. First, yeah, it? yeah. The ramp yeah. is the ramp is exposed by default.
1: Yeah, so there you go. It's like so the, you rip that it's spinner. It's like an anti-Halloween uh, with the targets yeah. blocking. Yeah they're, yeah, they're like just go for this. Yeah, but
0: I think the way it works is it's like you have to hit the spinner so much time to like charge up mm-hmm. or boost or like power up the 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 thing, and then when it's active, then it turns and it has a force field. That's when you have to hit the targets, and it turns back, and then that's when you can hit the ramp to actually like destroy it. Which is I, it's just. What a great mech! <laughs> like that's yeah. really cool. Uh, that and, in itself yeah. would have
1: been the the whole entire. Thing. That would have been the all
0: star mech, right? Yeah, of, and of that's like yeah. that's like the third or fourth one. On this yeah, game. we still have it's the so bridge, crazy. which the, I know, which we've only seen in the video, but I the bridge is awesome. I mean, it sounds like an awesome mech. So sure, if you want to, re- if you want to be annoyed that the custom sculpted. Uh, you know, Godzilla, it, <laughs> it, oh, it doesn't move, then fine, doesn't move. okay, just no. whatever, yeah, whatever, <laughs> fine, complain. But the whole back panel is like vacuum formed buildings. Um, so back to the original discussion of pricing, do I feel that this Godzilla premium is twelve hundred dollars more of stuff than a Mando premium?
1: A thousand percent, yeah, yeah, I, yeah, it. I mean, we did talk about the prices earlier and, you know, it honestly, there's a reason why the price increase was coming with this game being put out. Okay. If they would have raised the prices up with Mm -hmm. Mandalorian coming out, we would be talking about right now about how everybody got their pitchforks out. (laughs) You know what I mean? (laughs) So Elwyn, them coming out with an Elwyn game and showing this, that's kind of what softens the blow a little bit. Okay. But that kind of goes into the discussion, which we didn't touch base on now, which this will be the discussion in the future. What type of pressure does this put on other designers at Stern to deliver? Because, yeah, if I think it's John Borg is next in line, maybe Gomez might put some, I don't know. But whoever's putting something out, if it's not anywhere in the realm of this, like, I I don't know. It's going to be, it could potentially be some bad news, but... Yeah, yeah. This is the perfect game though to put out if you are going to do a price increase. I, I think for nine thousand dollars, you're getting a lot of bang for your buck with this. I think for ten five le, if you got one, you're happy. Mm-hmm. I think for six eight nine nine, seeing the pro, I think that's a little overpriced. I don't think it would be worth sixty nine hundred just seeing yeah. how many mechs were taken out, and I. And that's obviously not Elwin's vision either. Mm-hmm. I think the premium and the LE is obviously what Elwin's vision was. And it's going to be coded to the fullest extent to that vision. I think that's going to be the best bang for your buck. Cause I mean, we haven't even talked about some other things like the, um, just the ramp returns besides the bridge, like the, the three hundred and sixty yeah. return, you know, that kind of reminds me of Ripley's believe it or not, mm-hmm. you know, something like that. There's just, there's just so many excellent parts to this game. Well,
0: Everybody says, I mean, because Keith is arguably the best competitive pinball player ever, right? There's so no, There's
1: no argument.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I'll so tell
1: you, I'll tell you right now. He is the best, Joel. <laughs> so
0: if, if, if he's designed, but I mean, the majority of times when you're competing, it's on a pro. So I don't right. think Keith is going to make the pro experience bad. I think the pro experience is still going to be thoroughly enjoyable. But it is the difference between the pro and the premium is so great in like mechs that i'm just very curious i'm assuming i i don't know yet but if if zach was to let me borrow one to stream i'm assuming i would get the pro and so i mean i'm ready to play the heck out of it i want to enjoy i'm I'm gonna enjoy it i i guarantee it's gonna be fun but that would be something like when i played avengers i saw enough people streaming avengers premium to feel like i still i still feel like i got 98% Ninety-eight percent of the Avengers experience, even though I didn't have the Captain Marvel ramp or the portal lock. Yeah, but this game, I don't know. I won't know until I play it. But I just I, and Zach said very clearly the premiums outsold the 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 pros by like the largest margin he's ever had.
1: Yeah, I mean this is, everybody's going premium. Yeah, we're talking. This will be an eight to twelve to one ratio. Oh, premiums wow. to pro. Yeah, e- easily, easily. I mean that. The last one that I heard that was really that much out of whack was probably Star Wars. I know a lot of people went premium mm-hmm. simply because it had the Sith look on it and everything. Sure. But yeah, I I think right now the the difference between premium and pro look. I I don't remember it ever being this extreme in terms of yeah. what's in the game.
0: I think you're right. And I, I think it makes sense with the money that with the extra the fact they're charging what they are. Um but I don't, I mean, I'm excited. I'm, you know, good on you, Stern. I, you've got to be proud of this release. This game looks absurd and to throw the internet, the, yeah, the insider connected on there, you know, I hope that's they, that it's everything they want it to be and they have plans for that. So even though there's a lot of, I don't, I want I don't want to say red flags, but this price increase, I'm just so curious of what this is going to do. The hobby, at least the products I'm seeing they're releasing look really good. So it's not like they're putting out junk and increasing the price and, you know, like... Yeah. Yeah.
1: I think really where we're going to really see the price increase really come about or a big difference be made is the next game that comes out. I I think the Elwynn game softens the blow. I think people like you and me will still want to get it. Mm -hmm. But just like I was talking about earlier, after this, it would, I mean... It would have to be Matrix, and Elwyn would have to be the one doing it. I can't well, really justify any other things yeah, for these I, price points.
0: Uh, but I know I know, as a competitive player, you're a huge fan of Elwyn, and there are people that actually really don't like Elwyn games because of mm-hmm. the complexity and whatnot. And I, I will know more once this game comes out. But I think my one of my biggest complaints with Avengers was he didn't have – the 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 super cool thing that was easy to achieve there was nothing there's nothing easy to achieve in avengers except for thor multi-ball and it's not that cool when it starts like his game avengers is made for the top high-end player but just seeing what i'm seeing in godzilla at least with the premium there looks like there's some really cool things that novice people can do But I also thoroughly trust Keith in the way that he lays out his code that I guarantee there will be depth and complexity here for the high-end players as well. So this might actually be that balance of a game that we've been hoping for out of Keith.
1: Yeah, I think it'll be there. I mean, if you just simply look at the inserts, you can already tell that the game's not going to be near as complicated as Avengers in terms of the rule set. Okay. I think it's going to be a lot easier for people to grasp. And I think he even mentioned on Final Round a few weeks ago that this code is going to be more like Iron Maiden. Maiden, I think, I think is what he said. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So, I mean, there's still going to be tons of stuff to do, but I think it's going to be easily digestible. You're not going to have to worry about moving gems around and what does this do? And what does that do? You know, Um, for people that get overwhelmed by that, I think this is going to be, it's it's a little bit easier to bite off on this one,
0: which will be cool. As long as it's not shallow, right? I mean, as long as the tournament players still feel like they have that challenge, then, then it's good. And I, that's where I trust. I, I mean, Keith I there's got to be something there
1: I'll be honest with you Joel as tournament players if we can find that one shot that'll just score points
0: oh you're gonna exploit we'll, that yeah
1: oh yeah well just Why well, I did it's Tom at cleapen I just saw I just shot the left spinner on spider-man like 12 times in a row just oh, wow. it. did nothing else yep I was that guy um, a win is a win Joel
0: hey I'll give it to you um there are people that, that are talking about this bomb. This bomb has to be higher. But one of the things I was thinking about is Keith found... I mean, there are things that Keith saved money on, for sure. There's one pop bumper. Normally, I'm assuming people budget two or three. So that's two two coils. There's... If you look like... There's very few inserts in the lower half of the play field. So that's all... There's... Yeah, there's LEDs two? and inserts and stuff that he's saving three? money on. Yeah. I mean, yep. I bet they gave him some more money. I would hope, maybe... But I am curious if designers coming after this now have a few more $100 to play with or was just Keith really smart with his budget and that's just where he put his budget towards. I don't know.
1: I mean, we've talked about this before off podcast that I I feel like what Keith is really good at doing is he's able to take something. It's almost like an indie director that might not have the biggest budget to work with, but he's always going to make something that's just excellent. You know, I don't think necessarily higher bomb always Mm. equals a better game. Okay. I don't think more mechs necessarily mean a better game, but obviously this game is packed. You have somebody that's proven that even with a limited bomb that they're still going to do some great things out there. So I mean, it's I I would have to think this game has a higher bomb. I don't know that for sure, but just looking at it, you would you would think so.
0: I mean, if they're going to increase it twelve hundred dollars on a premium, you would hope that's not cost like you would hope some part of that $1,200 yeah. is given to the designer to put more in the game
1: I mean either way whether that 1200 showed up or not I mean it looks like it
0: yeah, yeah either yeah. way yeah. I mean
1: what it, whatever he had available he made the most of and this game just looks it, I mean it's incredible and I think I'm happy to see something like this like GNR for instance I did enjoy it for what it was it had an excellent light show but I also, I want to play pinball. I want a game that's going to shoot well. I want a game that's going to have excellent code. I want a game that has excellent sound. I want a theme that really resonates with me. And I feel like Godzilla, I, I feel like that that's it. I don't know. I yeah. I got a feeling that this is going to just be an all-time great game.
0: I hope so. And to be 100% honest, the theme does almost nothing for me. Like, I don't care about Godzilla at all. How do you
1: not care about Godzilla, Joel?
0: Because uh, I, I don't, I didn't watch any of the movies ever. I, I just... No.
1: Have you ever seen any of them?
0: Uh, None of the old ones, no. What? Yeah.
1: You didn't watch any of them, even as a kid?
0: No. Were they on TV? Yeah. I mean, we didn't have cable. I'm surprised you even had television in Oklahoma. (laughs) (laughs) Burn. (laughs) Yeah. 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 We've talked about this. I live in Indiana. Tom lives in Wisconsin. I think we've all realized we kind of need to make a truth because all of our states really aren't that cool. So. We, we, we probably t- should we probably should
1: really cool. What are you yeah, talking about, yeah, Joel? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: We so have, cool. Yeah,
1: we have the state fair.
0: Every state has a state fair, we you have, idiot. Uh, <laughs> That's crap. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. We have a capital and uh, <laughs> we do have a state, state bird. Yeah. <laughs> uh, All right. It's
1: a lot of fun. Hey, at least Here's a good thing. A little <laughs> off topic. That's okay. We got this far. We might as well yeah. go down this rabbit hole. What makes Oklahoma so much fun, Joel?
0: Okay, tune out now. Thanks for All listening, right? guys. No, no, yeah. I'm, no, I'm yeah. telling you this. What makes it so
1: much fun to live here, it makes vacations everywhere else
0: that oh, much better. Oh, got it, got it, got it. Okay. Yeah. You set your everyday life. The bar of everyday life is so low that just getting out of, <laughs> getting out of your state is a joyous occasion.
1: Have you it. had to hang out with Oklahoma Sooner fans?
0: No. Oh uh, yeah. God. yeah. So like going to Cleveland, Ohio is is the, <laughs> is pretty incredible then.
1: No, that was like northern Oklahoma yeah. City. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, that's fair. There you go. There you go. All right. Well, hour and a half. Um yeah, we were we started talking before this and we're like, what all do you want to talk over? And we're like, ah, let's just talk about Stern pricing and Godzilla and you know, if it ends up being 45 minutes, that's fine. And here we are at an hour, hour and a half. That's what with, happens. With, with every, time we, every time every yeah. time we
1: get to talking. It's a, Just
0: imagine if Tom would have yeah. been here. Guess how much it would have been so much longer too.
1: 4-hour yeah. podcast. For at Tom. least,
0: at least. Cuz he'd be making us laugh the whole time, but <laughs> um but no, hey Travis, I appreciate, uh, you coming on tonight and I'm, I'm somehow I won out and it's, this is going to end up on my channel and not yours, but, um, but for people that don't know, feel free to plug away your stuff.
1: Ob, is it my
0: turn to talk? There's only two of us. Oh yeah, that's right. I'm used to Tom. (laughs) I'm
1: used to Tom going on (laughs) and on. Sorry. Apologies. (laughs) Yeah. You guys can find me over at YouTube forward slash Marv Loco. And I also do a pinball podcast. It's a, my own, my own spin yeah on pinball it's not quite as cool as joel i haven't had george <laughs> gomez on yet uh-huh, i've had raymond uh-huh. davidson yeah and um yeah
0: have you had keith on yours yet
1: no i actually i've s- never we need to I've see i've never you. asked him yeah
0: who gets them first you me or do we get him on triple train but we'll mm, find a way
1: probably me because i'd pay oh wow yeah
0: are you expecting me to pay you to be on this
1: I mean, yeah, I invoiced
0: you. Okay, deleted. All right. <laughs> uh, well, yes, I'm Joel. This is Just Another Pinball Podcast. Uh, feel free to check me out on Just Another Pinball stream every Wednesday night at 10 o'clock, and then I stream every other Thursday at 10 o'clock Eastern time on the Flipping Out uh, channel as well. Um, if there's anything I can do for you, feel free to email me at just another pinball at gmail.com. And yes, if you heard this podcast and you're going, where's Tom? Send us an email at tripledrain at gmail.com uh as well any feedback at all on any of our stuff that's one thing i'm realizing as creators um we love emails and it's good or bad because at the end of the day this is me and travis talking to each other we're shooting it out there and we have no idea how it's received unless people tell us so uh anything we can do better or things we should continue to do let us know um but yeah we really appreciate the support just
1: just let joel know what he can do better yeah, you don't have to tell me. I, yeah. I'm good. I'm good. I, but,
0: yeah, if, I, I'm if, too if fragile. If there's something Travis needs to do better, you can tell me, and I'll I'll soften the blow. It's fine. Somebody's yeah. gonna
1: give some a-hole answer. Like, tell him how to grow a beard.
0: Tell him how to grow a beard. Oh, I've got it. There was a guy, and I feel so bad. I don't. There was a guy that emailed the tri- the Triple Drain podcast, and he said, as a fellow Canadian, I know David Dennis personally, <laughs> and I want to let you know that you guys don't have an accurate representation of him. Here, I thought about it, and here are ten great qualities about David Dennis, and he listed number one through ten, and they were all blank. <laughs> he said cheers <laughs> keep up the good podcast i'm so sorry i can't think of the guy's name right off the bat you know who you are we died we loved it and yeah, uh that's hilarious and we posted on on our discord and and david uh i think he it was so <laughs> great it was such a good burn so thank you so yes thanks for all the listeners everybody have a great week and um yeah check me out on stream or listen to marv check out his youtube hopefully you'll hear me again or marv soon or triple drain coming up soon um yeah everybody have a great night or day or whatever it is how do you sign off travis how do i
1: sign off yeah oh never
0: listen to joel
1: only listen to travis <laughs> at, right. a <laughs> at a pinball
0: at a podcast all right perfect bye Later guys. <laughs>